Hello and welcome to Behind the Lashes with me, Joanna Lee. In this series, I'm going to be speaking to lash artists from around the globe. I want to know what makes them tick and also how they're surviving C19. I'm very excited this morning because I have got a new contributor on the show. I thought it would be brilliant this week to hear from a couple of new voices in the industry as we are being tested to the max, still not allowed to go out to play. So my first voice that I want to introduce today on Behind the Lashes is Louise Dempsey, otherwise known as Lashes on Fleek by Lou. She is brand owner of NYC Lashes and she is inventor of the consistency ruler. Good morning, Louise. Morning, Joe. Or should I say Lou? Louise is just a bit too formal, isn't it? Yeah, you're not telling me off. (laughs) Not yet, anyway. (laughs) Not yet. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well. The sun is shining and the wind seems to have dropped. Hasn't it been windy the last few days? Oh my God, it's been so annoying. I just want to be out in the garden. I know. But yeah, really, really windy. In fact, a bird flew into my window the other day because of the wind. (laughs) Oh, bless it. It wasn't flapping fast enough. I was actually really worried. I actually went out into the front garden and tried to give it hedgehog food because they keep eating hedgehog food. Oh. And um, I started crying because it started flopping, but oh. it flew away. So it was oh, fine. Oh, good. <laughs> Do you feed the hedgehogs then? Have you got loads of hedgehogs? Yeah, they just come through our garden like every oh, night. I love them. They're so cute. I love them. We're so lucky. Oh, so listen, Lou, this is Behind the Lashes, so I want to know a little bit more about you and dig around in your past. So I'm going to take you right back to the beginning to find That's out <laughs> to find out what life was like as little Lou. Were you, yeah, always, yeah. Were you always Lou growing up? Or were you well, Louise? No, I've, I've always been Louise being told, like when I've been told off. I don't know. I think my parents call me Louise. I've got all sorts of names. Lou, Loopy Lou. <laughs> um, yeah. Crazy Lou. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I like being called Lou because I just think it's more personal. If I'm called Louise, it's it's more formal, isn't it? So Yeah. I know. And what I you think mean. A, Does I it annoy know, you though when people person. when people call you Lou if you haven't if you've, you know, do you introduce yourself as Louise or or are you always Lou? No, I don't know. I don't, I don't really introduce myself. I don't, <laughs> <think>. <laughs> I, don't um, I just think everyone automatically, and do you know what I do actually as a person? If I meet someone, I, I call them, I actually shorten their name without even realising I'm doing it. Like Tara, for instance, I call, I call her T. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, I mean, I mean um, she's only got four letters in her name. That's I scary. know. <laughs> and I actually, yeah, I shorten, I shorten everyone's names. Like Vicky, V. You're right, V. Um, oh yeah, I'm, I'm quite bad for shortening names. Like Karen, Kaz. You're right, Kaz. <laughs> Sharon, Chaz. You're right. <laughs> has, there, has anyone ever told you off for shortening their name? Because some people get the right hump. No. No. No, they haven't. I haven't. No, 
they're, no. they're all quite good. <laughs> so tell me, Lou, or Le, how was life growing up for you? Growing up? God, it's, I tell you what, it's actually the best word to describe it is probably a roller coaster. Really? Um, yeah. Um, I was born in Germany. Um, Mum and dad were in the army. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I was born in Germany and then we came back when I was two, moved to Bista. Um, so there was a barracks there and then mum and dad split up. So I moved to rugby with my mum in the Midlands, um, grew up there for a little while. And then I moved in with my dad, um, and moved on to a barracks there, um, near Banbury. What age were you then? Uh, I was eight. Right. Yeah. Mum then... had had enough of you? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. no. I, I don't really know. Uh, to be honest, that is one story I don't think will be clear. But yeah, I yeah, moved in with my dad So when I was mm. eight. But then he left the army. So I actually went and lived with my auntie um, for six months in Middlesbrough oh. while he trained in the fire service. So yeah, moved up to Middlesbrough, picked up a little bit of an accent there. And then came down to Mildenhall, um, lived with like, back with my dad again. Um, then we moved to Ipswich for a little while, like in a little village wow. near Ipswich. And then went back to Mildenhall and then moved to Biggleswade when my dad joined the... Uh, oh, no, I lived with a childminder, actually, for six months then. His dad went off and trained in the police. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah, moved to Biggleswade, and that's really like we've been live, we've been living around Biggleswade ever since. So that was when I was year eleven, so fifteen, I think, fourteen, fifteen. So, so quite mobile throughout your early years. Yeah. Did you ever go back to mum's? Uh, no, no, sadly not. But I am very, very close to my mum now. Oh, so. that's good. Yeah, really close. So. And your I mean, dad, your dad too. Uh, no, I'm not as close to my dad anymore. Isn't that funny? Yeah. yeah I, th- I think it's quite hard because he's always been in a structured environment. I really clash, like really, really mm. clash. I'm quite a strong-minded person. I probably picked it up from him, to be honest. But mm. um, yeah, we, we clash really bad. I don't, I don't do very well being told what to do. That's probably why I'm my, my own boss. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, but he obviously he's kind of like got that control inside where he was in all of these services, um, workplaces, and mm. then obviously I'm like, nope, not putting up with that anymore. So yeah, we don't we don't get on, but it's fine. It's fine. Oh, that's a shame. So you moved around a lot, and obviously that meant settling into schools consistently. Yeah. How was that? I mean, that must have been horrible. You know what? It's funny because I was actually speaking to my middle daughter the other day and I was saying, do you know what? I actually went to seven different schools um, because she's moving up to upper school or secondary school mm-hmm. in, um, uh, like in September. And I was saying, you're so lucky because you're, you're kind of growing up with your friends, mm-hmm. whereas I didn't get that. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased that even though I hate Sandy, we're living in Sandy and I hate it. Sorry. Sorry if anyone's listening from Sandy. <laughs> What's wrong with it? Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad that they are getting that kind of mm. structured, mm. like, life kind of Consistency. thing. Consistency. 
Yeah, do you know what I mean? They're, they're not really having to swap their friends and build new relationships. Whereas as I got older, it was kind of harder to do that. Mm. Um, in fact, I don't think I have any lifelong friends, which is weird to say, because because I've moved around so much. I mean, I've got them all on my Facebook and stuff, and it's mm. nice to see everyone growing up and things like that. But yeah, I'm not close to anyone from school. I don't, yeah, I'm not... I don't speak to really anyone from school, so. So you mentioned your middle daughter there. How many children have you got? I've got three. Three girls? Uh, No, the two youngest are girls and the oldest is a boy. And the boy is a nightmare. (laughs) Why is he a nightmare? How old is he? He's 13. Right. Um, I don't know. He's just always been... (laughs) Right. He's my favourite. <laughs> oh, hilarious. Any parent that says they don't have a favourite is a liar. So they, they are. Oh, it might change daily. If he's hmm. a dick, sorry, if he's a dick that day. <laughs> then, oh, dick is so much be better than dickhead. So then it might be Sophie. But yeah, it changes. It changes. <laughs> Sounds bad, doesn't it? But um, no. Uh, I don't know. I suppose I molly coddle him more as well. He he doesn't live with me either now. He actually lives with his dad. He moved in with his dad last year. Oh, Lou. but he doesn't like he doesn't like rules. And I think right. I am like I do, I just don't want him turning out to be. I don't. No parent does, do they? They mm. don't want him to turn out to be a bad parent, uh, a bad person. But yeah, I think that's all it is. So you like rules, probably because of the way you were brought up with your dad from a military yeah. background and police and yeah. fire service. So you do like things just so, possibly. And he yeah. doesn't like that. So he's what does he does his dad let him get away with it all then? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. So it's a very girly house for you. It is. Poor David. <laughs> I think he loves it, though outnumbered but at least he'll be looked after in years to come yeah I think he loves it I think he loves it being an all-girl house I think yeah I don't know why (laughs) (laughs) I don't know but although the hormones are starting like with Sophie so and well poor thing so she's just finished year six and didn't get to enjoy year six and all of the joys that year six brings, which is really tough, isn't it? So there's probably a musical she's missed being in, a, yeah. a prom, all of those parties, all of the fun that they have after the saps. And now she's facing secondary school, not having had the proper send off. You know, she's really excited. Is she? Like really mm. excited. They she they went back. You know when they first went yeah. back the other week. They both of my girls went back to school. Oh brilliant! Um, so, but she's really happy to be back, and uh, she is missing out on stuff like the residential trip and stuff mm. like that. But she's 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 taking it in her stride. She's doing really really well. Like I feel like I have no worries about Sophie at all. Like. I don't feel like, yeah, they've, nothing's affected her. Like th- this, 
whole thing has not affected her at all. So yeah, being in year six and changing schools and stuff, she's very, she's just really excited. We actually went and got her uniform the other day and she's a bit devastated that the skirt has to touch the knee. She's like, mum, it's too long. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's definitely not. <laughs> and then they go in and they're like, all, all of the year sevens are hated and despised by the rest of the school with their enormous blazers and their hugely long skirts. They'll soon get oh, ro- rolled up though. But yeah, no, my daughter had the same issue, but she was so diddy everywhere else that she had to have like a junior school skirt because the, the smallest senior school Aww. skirt, she put it on and it literally just hit the floor. So she, oh. she actually did well though, because it meant her skirt was quite short and the teachers would say, oi, Missy, that needs to be rolled down. And she'd show the waistband with great glee go, no, look, I haven't rolled it up. <laughs> but it's a big step and lots of people are having to take these big steps when maybe they don't feel fully prepared and lucky that Sophie is so mature and is taking it all in her stride but it hasn't been easy for everyone and I'm I'm sure that lots of people are making these big transitions and they're not even really ready for them how's your little one been what Lara yeah Um, she's brilliant she's seven um and yeah I don't I do you know what the girls have just completely amazed me like they have done in fact they've probably if I didn't have them here with me um during all this I think I'd be insane in fact I I definitely would because as soon as they went back to school I've been really sad about it about them going back so but yeah they have took it so well like even like the measures that are in school like not touching anyone if right at the beginning actually Lara was the first one out of all of them that actually took notice like don't mm. can't go near that person mm. um in fact she yeah, should be shouting the word corona or lock down the street when we go for a walk <laughs> quite embarrassing <laughs> Oh God, I was like, don't say that word. Don't think we have it. <laughs> unclean, unclean, ringing up. Oh, and then coughing. Oh, the last oh. few weeks, she's got this little habit now of coughing. Mm. And it's not even a proper cough, it's a. <clears throat> and I'm like, you have to stop it. The first day that McDonald's opened, no, like that week, I, I treated the girls because they've been in school all week. And mm. so it got to the Friday. I was like, right, okay, I'll take you to McDonald's. And the kids started coughing in the bloody queue of McDonald's. And I was like, you cannot do that here. You have to stop. Otherwise, you're not getting a McDonald's. They'll send us away. I'm so scared. Like, oh. I'm so it's always become like a that. nervous cough. <laughs> just like I don't a, know it's like a dry thing I mean I spoke to her teacher the other day hay fever. Like, yeah that's what she said mm. but I was like I don't think she does have hay fever I think it's a habit it's just a really horrible bad timing horrible <laughs> habit to have right now oh well it's nearly summer holidays she can cough away <laughs> no it's annoying <laughs> really annoying <laughs> you can stop it <laughs> So, Lou, tell us how you got into the whole lash game. Okay, so, lashing. I, <laughs> accidental. <laughs> it was, well, I did actually, it came up on my Facebook. You know, like, you get the history mm-hmm. on the Facebook. And um, 
for a while before I must have considered it because I was like doing a little poll thing saying would any if I was to train in lashes would anyone want them were you um, already but, in beauty no well actually I did hairdressing hair and beauty in college um when I was 17 but I got asked to leave because I didn't really turn up <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to drink and party um but yeah, so that's the only experience I had um, with hair and beauty. But then when I had Lara, I, I kind of said for a few years that I really wanted to be a midwife and I never thought that I could do it. But then I discovered about this um, access course at the college. And so I did that. I spent my whole year doing my access course um, and redoing my GCSEs as well. Um, oh. So yeah, I did a year of that with the three children and then did all my interviews with universities, got two places at two different universities, but we were living in a different town at the time and there wasn't really much childcare like around because mm. we weren't really that close to um, family and stuff. So I said, right, okay, we'll have a gap year until we move back down to closer to family. And um in that gap year, I started doing hair extensions and I was actually pretty good, not blowing my own trumpet, but um, then I um, actually did a little course on lashes and no one else was really doing lashes around then, like around that time. Um, and then I kind of fell in love with them. I, got, I, I, I accessed these like groups was it Lash Obsession, I think, was the first one that I went into. And I saw that they, all these people were really incredible at lashes. And obviously, mine were terrible. So what year was this? This was, it's five years ago this mm -hmm. November. So mm -hmm. how long, is that 2015? I have no idea. I barely know what day it is. <laughs> yes. <Okay>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all day. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think it was 2015, November. Yeah. So it's five years this year. Um, so yeah, I started doing lashes then. And they weren't really around then. Like, I think only, I think Russian were only just about mm -hmm. starting. Mm -hmm. um, well, they were around, but not popular. Yeah. And then yeah. obviously from then I fell in love with them, decided to get better, do more training, did loads of training with Bryony. Um, I think I was one of the first people that, because I was like, Bryony, please mentor me. Like, help me out and I think I was one of the first people that she mentored um in her little kitchen bless her and yeah it just went from there like love you got it the bug you got the bug got the bug massively <laughs> so how did you get into your NYC style of lashes because loads of this is so big now and lash artists are dying to be able to do it but they think it's maybe just sort of creating a bit of a messy set with a few spikes here and there, but oh my goodness, it is so technical, Lou. Tell us about that styling. Oh, I think I believe my lash map is actually really, really technical. I think I threw quite a lot of things into that, but before I actually went to New York to go and train with a guy called um, Anthony, Anthony, um he's from don't San you mean Antonio. a a <laughs> and tony and. <laughs> um but yeah i went and trained with him um in new york 
because I was trying to do it before and I couldn't do it and I, I couldn't work out why I couldn't do it but when I when we first met him um it was incredible because it all clicked into place mm. it's like oh my god that's how it works um and then came back and I wasn't really happy with my sets do you know what actually I didn't like NYC I didn't like wispy sets for about six months um well, well after your it. training yeah it took mm. me a long time to love them because I was so into that perfect edge perfect set um so yeah but it took me six months to fall in love with NYC and you yeah, have found a very neat way of doing it your sets are like so precise they're not really haphazard I want to be a bit neater <laughs> your sets are so neat and it is so technical and when I trained with you you just see oh my gosh and when I went home and I did the set it's a real brain tease I mean when does it start to become natural because I have to really overthink it um I don't know it might take a little while do you know that wasn't the map that I learned in New York when I came back I thought that I felt that mine. You don't really end up exactly the same as the trainer, do you? Ever no. when you go training with them? Mm-hmm. Um, but when I just wasn't happy with it, and I kind of felt like it was just like spiders sticking out of my pretty and like my pretty Russian set. It yeah. just didn't. It didn't work. So I had to kind of change it to make it work for me. So yeah, I ended up taking a lot of other skills that I'd picked up in other classes and putting it into that set. So yeah, mm. it does actually blow your mind a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like to me, it comes quite naturally now, maybe because I know um, what I'm doing. But yeah, there's a lot of technical things in there, isn't there? Yeah. And with everything, you've really got to practice. And my problem is that, you know, most of my clients don't want the, that NYC set because it takes longer and it costs more, I think is the main thing. I think that if I could just whip them out, they'd, you know, they'd go for it, but I might have something to help you soon, Joe. Oh, good. (laughs) I'll let you know. (laughs) <laughs> watch this space that is exciting. Space. is exciting the other thing that you you have um developed is your consistency ruler tell us a little bit about that and how that came about so <laughs> this idea came up in my russian course with Bryony. um she was saying to me you need to get every fan consistent and i was like well, how the hell do you do that? Like, I just, I couldn't work out how. So what I did was I drew these lines on my, um, on the strip. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's the best way to make sure that they're consistent all the time. Um, So yeah, I learned, I taught myself that in Bryony's Russian course. But And I said to her, I said to her then, I was like, we need to make a tool that, will help everybody to do mm-hmm. this because that is the secret isn't it like doing a consistent width fans um in your sets to make them neater um so yeah it i had this idea i've had this idea in my head for about three years um but because i've been so busy with lashes um all the time it's kind of been on the back burner but obviously thank god for covid in a way because mm. i've actually managed to get things done um and this is one of them and yeah i produced this ruler and i think it works yeah and it's selling well 
Yeah, it is. It's doing really well. I mean, everyone's like, oh my God, how is this not thought of before? Because um, obviously it's something that's so simple, um, but so effective. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. So I think um, I'm going to create another one as well. Um, I'm in the middle of um, drawing it up now. So uh, for Mega Volume. All right. Um, so it kind of covers all types of lashes. But yeah, I love it. I think it's really good. And the feedback so far has been really good. Uh, what I really am looking forward to, though, is seeing people who have actually used it on their full sets. Obviously, mm -hmm. we've not really... No, well, you're um, going to start seeing that quite soon. Hope so. Really hope so. <laughs> but, uh, we'll see. <laughs> so they're brilliant things to put in your student kits if you're a trainer as well. Yeah. Lo lovely little Definitely. extra. And do you know what else I learned after I created it was that my um, fan, because you said that your fans are really narrow, naturally. Yeah. Whereas mine aren't. Like mine are actually like medium. So yeah, to get narrow for me is quite a struggle. Well, I think I always had a problem when I, from the beginning and when I started volume lashing that my, I was always, it was in the days when wide fans were, were the thing, you know, you wanted yeah. your fans to be wider. And I was always told, no, your fans aren't wide enough. Your fans aren't wide enough. <laughs> and gradually, the narrow ones have come more into fashion. So <laughs> I'm, quids, I'm quids in now. They're more uniform. Like, yeah. So, yeah, they look better. <laughs> well, you know, who knew I was doing consistently narrow fans. But the wider fans obviously is going to give you that fluffier, woollier yeah. look. And yeah. your narrow fans are going to give you more darkness and uniformity yeah. but i think that is something that you need to learn right from the beginning as a lash artist because yeah i i was that wasn't really fully explained to me all of those years ago when i i i, I first started but then ev everyone was kind of learning then we're um, still learning now aren't we yeah and things um, change they always do yeah yeah definitely it's like a fashion isn't it mm. just evolves so what's next? You can't tell me, can you? This is this new thing you've got that's going to help me. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't. When I might be able to tell you next week. Okay, okay, okay. We'll save uh, it. I think it's going to be pre pretty soon. Okay. I am doing something else as well. I'm obviously really bored, aren't I? Um, I'm, I'm actually creating a manual for um, beginner people that are coming in to the lash world because I feel like they're kind of forgotten about um on and also like how to create their business and from scratch and stuff because I feel like in my training I didn't really like no offense my training's always been good but um you don't learn about how to build your clientele you don't learn about how to like even just applying for tax I had no clue that I had to do things like that um how to keep your clientele like mm. it's all right well and good getting them but how do you how do you keep them and mm. just little things and creating your branding and and yeah. I think that had helped them so much definitely absolutely because it's a struggle now, isn't it? Like, there's, I mean, a lot of people always send us too many lash artists, but to me, there's not enough. Everyone's always fully booked. So there's- There are more than enough eyes and lashes to go around. Exactly. It's like hairdressing, isn't it? Like there's, there's eight salons around here and, and they're all, can I get an appointment that day? No. 
I can stand under one lamppost down my road and see four hairdressing salons fr- from that lamppost. Exactly. So, and they're all fully booked. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Especially now. Oh, yeah, no. That takes Ugh. us on to that whole other issue. So COVID-19 came along, whipped the rug from under all of our feet. And did. as lash artists, we are still sat here waiting for dear old Boris to tell us when we can go back to work. This is getting serious now. I mean, how has, how has lockdown been for you? Apart from you've been incredibly creative and you've done some jobs and inventions and all sorts of things that you didn't have time to before, but it can't have been easy. It's been a roller coaster. I think I feel like I should just describe my life as a roller coaster. Well, I heard... my headstone, do you think? <laughs> no, the life I heard... of a roller coaster. <laughs> I heard I heard someone describe it as Corona coaster last night, which I hadn't heard. That is a really good explanation, isn't it? It's mm. it's literally convincing me that I'm bipolar or something because mm. I feel crazy. Um, at the beginning, I was devastated mm-hmm. cried my eyes out in fact I actually shut my salon before he even announced that we were closing um so yeah that was that was a really sad day but the next day when I saw how everyone else was sad I ended up writing um doing a post on my Instagram because do you know what I'm not very good at everybody else being sad it really 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 brings me down so I feel like then I have to build everyone else up so that kind of give me something to concentrate on building everyone else up so that kind of yeah that yeah. that helped me everyone else's sadness helped me that's sad isn't it no yeah. no that works you're an empath so yeah you, know, you had to redirect your energy yeah I like that though it kind of helps doesn't it um so yeah and then when he announced I was like oh my god shit has got real just I don't think I think it was real but it wasn't real until he did that thing and it was like oh my god I mean even my dad sent me an email to say don't panic like we don't talk but he even sent me an email saying don't panic blah 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 and I was like oh my god now it's really bad Mm. (laughs) I was gonna blow up (laughs) um but yeah I was just yeah, so that first couple of weeks, I, I did, I was re- really wallowed in my pit, so that was quite hard. And then, because I thought we was going to open after two weeks. Did you? Yeah, I told my clients I was going to give them discounts and everything. I was like, yeah, we're <laughs> going to be back. See you in two weeks. I'll be, I'll be still doing infills in two weeks. Four months later. I know, it's crazy, isn't it? But then after that, I kind of used my time then to get on with things like my ruler, um my I got my NYC online which isn't really something I wanted to do however I'm glad that I've done it because the feedback's been really really good so yeah I'm really pleased with that so I got that done um and then I was all right we had the sunshine enjoyed the sunshine got better tan than what I have ever done when on holiday yeah um and then I lost my salon. What? Yeah. Uh, I lost my little salon. Um, there was a little bit of a disagreement over when we go back. I've got the toilet in my room, so I can't. So I was asking the landlord to put a toilet in the other room for the other, for the barbers and just wouldn't happen. So yeah, the, the landlord said, I think it's best you leave then. So 
I lost my salon. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, nightmare. Um, so I've kind of been, that's actually been a huge distraction at the moment. So I've, I was actually trying to look for another salon during that time. Um, but luckily I've found one. Um, but I don't get the keys until the 1st of August. So that could be perfect timing, except you've got well, a lot to do to it, have you? This is what I'm kind of hoping for. Yeah, I'm, it's going to need a little bit of work to get to get get it how I'd like it to be. So um, it used to be a tattoo studio, right? Um, so it's it's really clean. Like, yeah, in terms of sanitation, it's there. Yeah, um, but yeah, it needs decoration and stuff um, to get it how I'd like it. But yeah. I'm quite pleased. So when Boris announced last week, you know, we were all expecting to come yeah. back on the 4th of July. Um, so when he announced that we weren't, I was happy. I actually <laughs> had a drink to celebrate um, until I started seeing everyone else really sad again. Yeah. And then walked me back down again. And I was just like, everyone's so sad. I just didn't think like how, how much it's affecting everyone. Um, and it just makes me really sad. I mean, there are so many people literally on the breadline or below. Some have had to create a side hustle, which, which isn't a bad thing. But others have had to take on completely different jobs unrelated to yeah. um, beauty, you know, stacking shelves or what have you, delivering yeah. food, just so that they can feed their families. Lots of people didn't get grants because they fell between two stools. Maybe they had had babies in those previous years, so they'd been yeah. on maternity leave. You know, people are really, really struggling. And to have yeah. had that decision, I mean, like you, I at first I was grumpy because you said earlier that you don't like being told what to do. And I did not like being told that. It felt no. wrong. But then the next day, once it kind of percolated through and it settled, I, I thought, well, I've still got loads to do, actually. Maybe this is a, a blessing. Yeah. And actually, I was quite nervous about the prospect of going back with a freaking shield and a mask and a yeah. you know, sword in your hand. You know, it was just <laughs> like, I know, that's not going to be easy. And if anyone thinks that that is going to be fine they're nuts because it's going to be horrible what going back with a visor and stuff yeah all of that ppe and all of the sterility and the not talking to your clients you know some are taking temperatures i'm looking forward to that bit are you what no talking yeah (laughs) my my, my sets are going to be amazing but uh, although i do love talking to my clients so yeah i know it's just different you know the treat bit of the treatment is going to be taken out because there's no fluffy blankets it's all quite rudimentary you're just coming in for your lashes and you're buggering off as quickly as the lash artist can get you in and out so it's going to be different and also I can't take as many on, so I'm still going to be skint. I'm not going to run myself ragged. I heard one girl's booked her first week, 55 hours of lashes she's got booked in. I mean, that, she's going to be on her knees. That's usually what I do on a normal week. You Are you going to do that? I mean, if your salon's open, are you going to do that again? I don't know. Um, I don't know what we're going to be able to do. I don't think it would be good for me to open until um september really full time mm. anyway because of childcare yes um usually we have a lot more support don't we in the holidays and stuff you know boris is going to open us on the last day of bloody term don't you yeah and then ready for the six weeks 
yeah good timing um but um yeah i don't know so if i do get my salon done on time i don't i don't know what i'm gonna do i might have to work from home for a little while yeah to get a few of your clients you don't want to lose everyone do you i mean are they quite cool your clients are they happy to wait a bit longer there are some people that are probably are not they're messaging me now like Lou, please do my yeah. lashes my, mm. no mm. absolutely not mm. um but i don't know if some will i don't know if some won't i just then the way i see it is if i wait where are they going to go because everyone else is fully booked anyway yeah, and they're not you, and they've got used to the way that you do their lashes. So even if they do go somewhere, well, I mean, do you think everywhere is fully booked? I've lost a lot of clients. Um, yeah, I think they will be. Mm. Yeah, definitely, because they all have their normal. You'd be fully booked. You need to think how many how many people you will. I worked out how many people I can fit in one week, like doing the timetable mm. uh, with them at school at the moment, and mm. I'd only be able to do twelve full sets a week. Yeah, that's not a lot. No, um, it's probably more than I'll be doing though, just through choice though, because I, I I because they're going to be three hour sets, mind you. You are like flipping Nigel Mansell of the lash world. Nigel Mansell that dates me a bit Who, who's a bit more current <laughs> I got pulled over by a police officer and he asked me if I thought I was Nigel Mansell once <laughs> oh there you go he must have been about my age <laughs> he named someone else as well Nigel Mansell and someone else Colin McRae that's the one <laughs> so how are you so quick when it comes to lashing I've watched you lash it, it, it's incredible oh yeah. yeah oh that was just before lockdown yes wasn't it? um i don't know i just don't have much patience i just want to get that done and move on to the next thing do you lash with your consistency ruler or do you just know it and not need uh, it? i hadn't i hadn't created it then joe i know you I? hadn't no um but yeah i'm gonna definitely when i go back i'm i'm gonna use it all the time um but i think i think all my sets are not not narrow so i think they're all the normal width kind of thing like the midi medium, medium one um but yeah i'm gonna use it when i go back i don't i think i'm gonna be slower i've i've thrown myself a bit though because in this time i've i've been doing strips i've changed my tweezers i've changed my lashes i i'm changing there's a lot of things that i've changed because before i was stuck in a rut um mm -hmm. I was doing the same thing all the time whereas now I've opened I've had the time to kind of open my eyes a bit and try different products and um so yeah I think I might I could be slower for that reason when I go back as well because I will be doing different things yeah um, I think everyone's going to be a bit slower that I've allowed three hours for my for my full sets just because, yeah same you know I've got to get around the whole visor thing are you sorted with your PPE? Were you surprised at the guidelines that we were given in terms of PPE? You know what? I'm not going to lie. I have only heard about what's on it. I haven't read it because I just, I'm too busy trying to sort out what I'm doing with my new salon. Yeah. Ariane. I haven't even got PE yet. Uh, PPE. P -p 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 <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it. Just <laughs> 
Oh dear. Ariane suggested that maybe one of my podcasts, I should just read the 42 page document into a podcast. That'd be a good idea. And then people could just put it on in their, in their, in their studio and just listen to the guidelines. I would love this, Joe, and you know I would. While I'm cleaning my kitchen, I'll be listening to you telling me about what I need to do. All right, I'm going to do it. Just for a laugh, I'm going to do it and see how many people <laughs> listen to it. Do you know what? Last night I was like, David, I'm, I'm doing a podcast tomorrow with Joe. I was like, you need to listen to her voice. It's amazing. And I actually played him. Oh. <laughs> I, like, I listen to her all the time. <laughs> I think a few husbands have been forced to listen to the podcast over lockdown. And I've got to thank you. You've been such a support to me for, oh. for this podcast. Just tell me, a li- you sent me a lovely message. Why has Behind the Lashes been so important to you? Because... I'm still in, you're just keeping everyone in touch with what's going on, like in the lash world. And it's more personal, isn't it? Like you get to see, it's not just you. Mm -hmm. Um, But not only that, because I have been on my own, like, don't get me wrong. I've been talking to like loads of other girls and stuff. And, but listening to you lot, like on the podcast and stuff, I've not felt so alone when I'm like doing, doing the washing up and that. (laughs) It's, amazing it's been so like it's like you've been in my house keeping me company like (laughs) the whole of lockdown so I've really enjoyed it I've really really enjoyed listening to your podcast I've missed a couple um but yeah I oh bless you well thank you for being such a support and thank you for doing it like it's a lot of time isn't it for you though and yeah but but you obviously really enjoy it yeah it's been a lifeline for me it's kept me connected it's kept me busy it's given me a sense of routine and focus and I'm not good without routine I just sort of flail around and I'd have spiraled down into a, a pit of anxiety and fear and all of the other things that come when you don't have a plan I need a plan and yeah. without a plan I'm kind of at sea so this has given me that, yeah it's given me that structure so it's been a lifeline yes it has been hard work but I've absolutely loved it but thank you for being such an avid listener and therefore you know that what comes at the end of every episode and yeah. that's the point where I ask you it is early so I'm a bit sorry about that but what three things have you done today Lou Dempsey that you can pat yourself on the back for um I have done the school run yes I've helped a student actually this morning and I got dressed <laughs> and I brushed my teeth oh my goodness you're excelling now above and beyond Lou it's been absolutely gorgeous to speak to you and I can't wait to catch up with you again and next time we should have news on the plan and good luck with all your salon arrangements and have a have a great day and I'll speak to you really soon thank you Jai see you soon